Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh my god, I wrote in, in brackets. There was something very sexy about his shyness. Oh, there was a part of him that was. Oh! <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. And I have so many little updates to start with before we jump into today's episode. First being, I am drinking a cotton candy tea. Has anybody tried this before? It's from David's Tea. This has like a sweet, nostalgic taste to it, which is perfect for today's video because we're gonna be reminiscing on old journals. One, two, I have tried to film this video. This is my fourth attempt now. The first time there was no microphone. The second time I even popped champagne with you guys for the new year. It's the end of the year and this is actually a leftover pop when she pops. My sister made these for my baby shower back in July and we had an extra one. I just finished feeding. So I'm gonna have my one singular end of the year drink with you. A toast to the end of 2022. These things give me anxiety. I'm just waiting for it to pop. I'm so scared. No, we're, we're fearless. Well, that was anticlimactic. It didn't even pop. Also, excuse my nails. I ripped them all off yesterday. Cheers. It's been a minute. He's awake. <laughs> didn't even get to the first journal post. Then baby E woke up, poured out my champagne, and didn't get to it that day. Went to go film this earlier today, and I knew better. As soon as I sat down to film, I was like, I have a sneaking suspicion he's gonna wake up. He woke up. And now it's nighttime, so I'm hanging out with you, you know, nighttime. <laughs> what? Probably gonna be a thing for a little while now. Just some nighttime hangouts, some tea talks, if you will, but it'll still be a vibe. You can tune in at any time. Hence why I chose my better latte than never mug, even though I'm not drinking a latte, it still feels like this is better late than never. And let me know what you're drinking down below. And sorry, I had two thoughts there. Have you noticed the changes over on the channel? All Things Co's is officially gone. Well, I mean, there's still little remnants of it in some places, but Everything has been subtly rebranded so far. So that's not the chat today. There's gonna to be a full coffee talk explaining everything very shortly, so hang tight. But otherwise, grab your journals, grab your warm beverages, come jump in because we are gonna take a trip down memory lane from end of December or just generally the new year over the last few years and we'll see how far we can get. 
I'm probably gonna talk a lot today because we're reading out journal posts and I write a lot. So let's just dive right into it. Starting with 2021 going into 2022. But before we do, how are you feeling 2022 going into 2023? I feel like I'm normally so organized and so on it with planning and such for the new year and that has just not been the vibe. This year I feel like I'm really leaning into my feminine, really leaning into motherhood, really leaning into winter, really leaning into hibernation, not really pushing on the productivity and just taking things slow. Even with the rebrand, I feel like I didn't go all out. I was just like, yep, here it is. This is the new rebrand. Come hang out. You know, that's the vibe. But let's see where we were at last year. And if you guys journal and you feel open to sharing, let me know in the comment section what, what you were up to. And if you don't journal, you can also go back on your phone, go look in your notes, go look in your pictures, go take a little trip down memory lane and see what you were doing this time throughout the year. So 2021 going into 2022, so there was apparently an eclipse for Pisces in December of 2021. It was an eclipse in Sagittarius and I wrote notes about it that I think are very interesting in hindsight. First, it says you're realizing the direction that you wanna go in, which I had written this just days before finding out that I was pregnant. And it says you're gonna level up in your profession, you're gonna be more aligned with your path and career, and you're gonna be putting on finishing touches on changes you made since June, 2020. So now we're going back another like half year, right? So that I found super interesting because by June, 2020, that was pretty much when I decided I was going to be moving, leaving Toronto. I was, you know, letting my landlord know that I was out, I was done. I was making all the plans for how I was gonna go out east, west, east, sorry, brain, east to see Larissa and then come back and move to Ottawa. This eclipse was gonna finalize all those changes. Had I not moved, I would not be anywhere near in the position I am today as a new mom, living with my significant other, and just, you know, even the business changes. Like, I wonder how much, I don't know. I don't know, it's so weird. I like thinking about this a lot, and it would be a cool chat to have. If you were to go back in your life and make a different choice, how your life would have panned out there. Like, do you believe in parallel universes? Is there another parallel universe where I stayed in Toronto? We could go further back. Is there another parallel universe where I ended up going out west instead of ever going to Toronto? Like what? It's just crazy to think about how your choices really ping pong you to where you are today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. December 23rd. Yes, times two. I am pregnant. Underlined. I took a test, then went to sleep because I genuinely did not think I was pregnant. Now I'm just in shock. I'm not sure if I should go about my day as usual or change all of my plans. I'm not sure how to process this confirmation. I had a feeling I might be pregnant and even felt a little joyous at the thought, but now that it's real, I just feel overwhelmed with uncertainty. Baby, I want you to know that I love you. You were made in love and my uncertainty has nothing to do with how loved you already are. Instead, it's just that Ryan and I currently don't live together. There's my job, all these changes that'll now happen with my body, all these things that are still left undone. How will this change our relationship? Will we still be madly in love with a crying infant? I'm giving myself today to think and feel things over. I will get ready. I'm going to do my podcast interview. I'm going to edit and upload a video and not worry. Universe, I trust your divine plan. Show me the path and I shall follow. And it's so funny looking at that in hindsight. And if I could give that version of myself advice, it would be, I mean, I feel like I already knew. I knew right away that like we would be fine, but there were questions. How is this going to change our relationship? And you know, we don't live together and all these changes that still need to happen with the house and what'll happen with my job and what'll happen with my body. And it's just interesting to think about it in hindsight and realize not to diminish my fears and my worries then, but a lot of those worries seem really insignificant now in terms of just the depth of love and purpose that I feel now as a mom. I mean, to anybody that doesn't relate, to anybody that might not wanna be a mom, I have always wanted to be a mom. Just like you might have always wanted to do something. You might you might fill that blanket in a different way. But finally stepping into that reality has made me feel not only like I have a deep, profound sense of purpose, but also a deep, profound sense of confidence in myself. I feel like it has helped me heal my own inner child and then also just the connection and profound love. I've never experienced love like this before in my life. And I still do, I still worry about my job and my body did change. And obviously there are bumps in the road when you go through having a baby with somebody, but if anything, all of these things just feel more in alignment because of feeling like I stepped more into my purpose. So it's interesting to think back on. Then I wrote on December 29th, I wrote down everybody that we had told at that point and that I was feeling like I had a mild hangover, tired and saliva, all the saliva. That's what my first pregnancy symptoms felt like. It literally felt like a, like a mild hangover all, all throughout the first trimester. It's beginning to feel more real. A plan is slowly beginning to form. Next week will be week six. I'll be able to book my first appointment and ultrasound. Today I'll make a plan for 2022. Book a meeting with my assistant and get some content up, ready and filmed. Bonus if I can get to posting some socials. For 2022, here are what I was projecting. Ryan's gonna move in, we're gonna renovate our house, baby bear will be born, first holidays as a family. Oh, we just did that. My business and platforms will thrive. And then right after the new year, I wrote, if the higher version of myself was sitting next to me, how would they act? What would they say? What would they tell me? They would be knowing, understanding, and happy. They would say that it's all going to be better than okay, that this is your dream, your life, your career, your family, create it the way you want. I talked to my baby today. He called me mommy. Oh my gosh, this was January 4th. Said he's coming back to me, said he loves me and daddy. Whoa, I don't remember writing this. I actually went through a phase where I wasn't so sure. At first I really thought he was gonna be a boy, then I wasn't sure, and then I kind of felt it again. But I didn't realize like days after that I wrote that. That's crazy. 
What am I really stressing about and where am I holding it in my body? How can I release it and transform it? Getting on top of content, feeling prepared and trusting one step at a time. Let it fuel you forward. Interesting. All right. Well, that's where I was a year ago. <laughs> where were we? New Year's of 2020. This is before, wait, are we missing a year? Yeah, 2021. One week today, I move into my new house. I'm ready for this new chapter. I'm ready to anchor and root. I've been struggling a lot lately, all year really. I notice when it happens, which is good. I'm also moving to a spot that I feel like I'll have a fresh new environment. I think I've spent so long being alone that I do things to numb my loneliness. I need new habits to solve these issues. And I wrote down that for loneliness, I would vlog, FaceTime, or make plans with people. Vlog, being first on that is so interesting. Like that's, that's an area of life I feel I've changed a lot because I really was very lonely in my life before. And it was exactly what I needed it to be because it taught me a lot. It taught me how to be on my own. But loneliness was a core wound for me that I, I had to heal along the way. And so it's interesting to me that when it was 2020, this was just before I met Ryan actually, and I was really struggling with depression at the end of 2020. A lot of things, 2020 felt like the tower card for me, even unrelated to the fact that the whole world kind of felt like there was a tower card. It's just interesting that the first thing I wrote down for when I'm feeling lonely, I'll vlog. So it, there's two ways I feel about that and two things can be true. One is it makes me sad that the first thing I would think of, and that's kind of always what brought me to YouTube is that, oh, I feel lonely, so I'm gonna turn to videos and turn to creation and not turn to people, you know, like physical people. But also too, it makes me feel bittersweet because it's true, what I just said, every time I've ever felt lonely, I've turned to YouTube. And so that's what's created such a cool network here and such a cool community here. So just interesting. When I want to enjoy something, I will stretch, dance, and meditate. And when I feel out of body, I will stretch, do breath work, or use my Theragun, which is a massage gun. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to live in my in love with my future self and show up for her. I will sit and breathe and believe. This really is a whole new chapter of life and the perfect opportunity to start fresh. No more doubt. I will not consume fear anymore. Only love and light. I will hydrate, meditate, and create. I want to wake back up to myself and accept the discomfort that comes with it. Starting tomorrow, everything changes. So again, two things can be true. I really love the optimism of this journal post. And in hindsight, again, my life really did change. It just didn't change as abruptly as I wrote this, you know? And I think that that can be a very common thing to do, to be like, okay, starting tomorrow, everything's gonna change. I will never consume fear again. I will never feel like crap about myself. And that is just not, possible. We are human beings. Our feelings are nuanced. Our experiences go up and down. You will end up back in your well. You will end up back in your cave. You will have days that feel really hard, but I had met Ryan and I wrote down that he <laughs> wrote down a couple things about him. I wrote down some personal stuff that I'm going to skip over about friends and family that were going through things and there was like, I got bad news that day that it was really hard. And I, a lot of people in my life were also suffering in 2020, which is why I think it also felt very alienated at that time, or I kind of alienated the way I was feeling because I didn't want to put it on anybody at that time. So I'll skip forward, but it says, I feel myself letting go of Toronto and of the old me. I feel that open sore healing. 
Taylor Swift just dropped Evermore and the songs align with this healing. I also met Ryan Laird. He's 33, sweet, endearing, sensitive, mysterious, kind. There was something very sexy about his shyness and in the way that I, oh, oh. <laughs> and the way that I could see him drinking me in with his eyes. Oh my, I wrote that, all right. There was a part of him that was Oh, okay. I'm gonna skip a couple lines. There's some censorship that needs to go on here. I feel a warm sense of peace from him. He's the kind of guy I could watch the stars with or camp in the summers with. That's so cute. I literally had just met him and that is exactly the type of guy he is. Someone who wants to adventure, love, and spend time with loved ones. I believe he may be a great blessing in my life and will be the final release of my grip on the wrong lips. I did. I wrote that. Oh, and then I wrote in comment. Oh my God. I wrote in, in bracket his sleeve. Oh my God. <laughs> and my last journal post at the end of 2021 or 20. God, I keep getting this wrong. I can't math today. It was 2020 going into 2021 was about Ryan. And it was me writing down all the things I had learned about him at that point. I'm not gonna read this out because I he does not need more air up his butt, but, and it's embarrassing. It's not really embarrassing, it's just personal, you know? Like, but he's a great guy. And I wrote that in length. I meant to make the disclaimer, and I did the first time I filmed this, that these were gonna be cream corn. You're gonna cut me open and find all the cream corn, but profound. I mean, we've we haven't gotten to the profound yet, but it's coming. This is where it's gonna be interesting. 2019 going into 2020, three years ago now. December 28th, 2019, 6.03 p.m. To be honest, I haven't been strong and things haven't been easy. I used the platform I've spent years building to get someone's attention. I'm gonna put their name in it. I've let myself go and I've let, oh. Oh, I'm in a deep, I'm in a deep well of depression here too. I've let myself go and now I feel my heart sinking in my own self-hatred and anxiety. I know everyone was hard, has hard seasons and rough times. It isn't about how many times you fall down or how you fall down or how far you fall down. You have to just keep getting back up. It's time to face the music. It's time to for a fresh new start. And then I wrote down all the people in my life that were gone from that year. Stop living for other people. You have to decide now, do you trust? It isn't going to be easy, but it doesn't have to be hard. What do you want? What values are important to you? What are your priorities? How are you going to bring all of these things into your life? What are your rules and principles? What's getting in your way? Currently it's a broken heart, anger, pain, competitiveness, lack of self-belief, sadness, anxiety, and fear. Fear of not having it in me, fear of being wrong. But I can just as easily be right. What if I let nothing stop me from being exactly who I know I am? Write a letter to future me. Write a letter to broken me. Don't be sad. Be centered and free. Let this make you the best version of yourself. Take control over what you can. I feel empathy for this version of me because it's so interesting. I never read my journals back unless I'm doing something like this or I'm specifically looking to remember something. And so I haven't read this one and I didn't read it the first time I filmed this video, but I just feel empathy for this version of me because I'm definitely at my rock bottom here when I wrote this. Like I wrote down specifically over on the other side and I just kind of cut it out because it's really personal, but just the physical representations that I could tell my depression was really bad at this point and just I was in a really hard place. I just wish I could go back and to exactly where I can picture myself writing this and hug her. Actually, I wish I could do that for many years of my life. What just happened? My lights just turned off. That was so weird. That was a, what? 
As soon as I said I could wish I could go back and hug myself, pardon. All right, here we go. New Year's 2019. Last day of the year and my final day writing in this journal. Today, one year ago, my period returned. <laughs> Okay, I should probably give a warning here that I'm gonna be talking about my struggles with disordered eating and my body. So if that is triggering or could be triggering at all, and you're watching on YouTube, there are timestamps in the YouTube time bar that you can skip. So feel free to skip, and I will let you know anytime I go to read a journal post if there is gonna be anything of the sort. Today, one year ago, my period returned. I just got it again this morning. A full circle to shedding, starting new, and divine femininity. Femi femininity, femin why can't I say that right now? Feminin femininity, yeah, right? Why do I feel like I'm throwing an extra N in there? I can't wait to see what 2020 has waiting for me. Lol. <laughs> the last portion of this year was rocky and I had to heal and learn quite a lot. Now here I am, fresh and ready. My heart no longer tied to things I wish to let go of. This is days later, by the way. I'm like, yeah, that worked. You know what I mean? You're like, you come out of your well and you're feeling all confident. You're like, yeah, my heart let all that stuff go that I was just struggling with a week ago. It just doesn't make sense. But I mean, again, that's human. That's the human nuance of feelings and the ups and downs. And we like to think that we have surety and everything and certainty. And it's like, the way I feel right now is the way I'm going to feel going forward. It's just, that's just not the way that the world works. I'm not afraid to enter 2020 alone because I'm not truly alone. I have myself, my friends, my family, my career, my co's community, and God by my side. I slayed my demons. I befriended my ghosts. I've started to reconstruct my state of mind. 2020 feels just as magical as 2018 did, only with an extra charge. This year was all about searching, releasing, and healing. Next year is all about creating, collaborating, and loving. Interesting. I think that's also probably why 2020 hit me hard was because the end of 2019 hit me already. So I was kind of already down for the count. And then 2020 was a hard year overall for everybody. And then also, again, more things happened in my personal life in 2020. And then it wasn't until the end of 2020 when I finally landed here on my feet that things really started to come back on the upswing. So that was a hard chapter of life. And in hindsight, now that I'm out of it, wow, 2019, 2020 were tough, tough years. And I didn't realize that, that my period had come back the beginning of 2019 and I got it the exact same day at the end of 2019, monumental. Especially now because I have a baby. All right, let's go. 2018 going into 2019. Uh, spoiler alert, it was a dark time. <laughs> I tend to have dark times at those times of the year. This is like, is this the first year that I, uh, I don't know. Let's go. This is interesting. December 30th, 2018. So this is four years ago. 11.42 p.m. Reminiscing on the year, I think my brain doesn't want to be honest in, in admitting that this year wasn't traumatic in any way. I think I almost don't know how to be happy. I look for reasons like so-and-so, I'm, I'm just covering up names, to stay wrapped up in all the reasons why I'm never good enough. What if I decided to change my narrative, my story? What if I stopped looking for Mr. Right? What if I gave myself permission to just forget it? What if I focused on myself instead? What if I gave myself the love and acceptance I so desperately search for in others? What if I helped me stay open instead? Open to the timing of my life, open to succeed, open to realize my worth, open to be happy. I just wanna give myself the freedom to be happy with my life and ask myself what serves me and makes and make peace with letting go of need. Needing a boyfriend, needing validation, needing meaning. 
What if instead of meaning dot dot dot, whoa, this is a kind of a cool journal post. I finished my thoughts in the morning, 8.48 a.m., December 31st. What if instead of meaning, I found connection? There was a person in my life that was struggling and I got them back, they were doing better. I woke up this morning and was given my period back. On the last day of the year, tell me that that isn't symbolic. I was given my cycle, my connection to earth, the mother, my fertility, my gift, I was given all of that back by doing the right thing and listening to my intuition. Whoa. I was given myself back and it's equally empowering as it is terrifying. Part of me is wondering if I'm fooling myself. Another is certain something bad will happen, but neither of these voices are ones I choose to listen to. I am worthy and this is real. I can be happy, healthy, and whole. This period isn't just a sign of my health, it's a sign, it's a gift of the sign. The sign that this phase of my life really is new and I can openly and wholeheartedly let it go. This year was a lot, I learned so damn much. I'm almost afraid to stand in all of its power, afraid to stand in all of my power. So what if instead of meaning, I found connection? Holy shit, balls. Okay. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna cry. That makes me, wow, that was a powerful <laughs> end of the year reminiscent. Like, first of all, we gotta start with the ability to hold space for, what if I'm afraid to admit that I'm creating my own, or that this year wasn't traumatic in any way, but I almost keep myself in the wounds of my trauma. And I, that's not to say that just because 2018 wasn't traumatic that I wasn't dealing with strong, heavy wounds. Maybe 2018 itself wasn't terrible, but I was still healing childhood wounds that almost reopened those scars. Does that make sense? Like my heart aches for this, the idea that I feel like I'm fooling myself. Like what if I, what if something really bad is gonna happen? And like, that's such a normal thing to feel, especially when you struggle with anxiety and things start to go your way or you start to do well, or if anybody's again, ever struggled with body image or properly fueling yourself, you think that if you actually start to be healthy and gain healthy weight and you get signs of your health back, it's like, you, it almost kind of scares you into wanting to go to revert, go back into suffering because suffering is so known and it's it, it's comfortable because it's predictable and it's controllable. But I'm so glad that I wrote that I wasn't gonna listen to that. And I, I have had my period back since 2019 and, until I got pregnant. So that all just feels very, very full circle for me. And instead of meaning, what if I found connection? It, it took me a while, but I did eventually make that journey. So damn. Damn. So 2017 going into 2018, five years ago. Resolutions. Be less stressed by meditating and yoga to help with my anxiety. I did that. I actually did do that. That's when I first really started getting back into yoga. It was 2017 going into 2018. Get really good at cooking. Cool, vegan, healthy meals. Spend more time with family and friends. I am definitely doing that now. Travel any opportunity I can. I did that in 2018. I'm glad I did that. That was definitely something I needed to do in that chapter of my life. And become an optimist. That is so like blanket statement. Just become an optimist. Just be optimistic about everything. Be a yes man. Uh, interesting though. I think maybe I was just, I don't know. That's an interesting goal. I don't hate it. I'll allow it. Goals. Buy a condo in Toronto. My dream condo didn't happen. Two, release Dreamcatcher. Did happen. Three, become a yogi. Technically, I didn't do my yoga teacher training until two years later, but I did did start getting really into yoga. Four, write every day. Did I do that? Kind of. There's some days missing in here, but almost every day. Five, 
create, create, create. That's an interesting goal because again, it's like there's no, I don't know, I'll allow it again because I'm doing the same thing today. I'm not putting like strict goals on my year this year. I'm just like, I just want to create with intention. It doesn't need to be something specific. Priorities, health, physical and mental, friends and family, Bentley too, faith and perspective, creating, challenging myself, traveling, getting enough sleep, going outside of my comfort zone, music and reading, time management, and then in brackets, LOL, and having killer style. <laughs> I love this for me. This is when, how old would I have been? 23 turning 24. All right, here we go. It's a new year and a new opportunity to create all kinds of magic in and around my life. I feel drawn to so many new energies and things lately, and I can sense the universe is working its way through me. I'm so excited to see what's in store for 2018 and all the hidden gems waiting to be discovered. I feel connected to something so strong, the colors, the images, the energies, it's all pulsing through my veins, ready to create an experience. I feel more sure of myself and my journey than I ever have. And like things have been shifted within. Thank you universe. Thank you for these recent discoveries, feelings, and inspirations. Thank you for blessing me with everything in my life, for love, light, and happiness. Thank you for my health, wealth, and time. Thank you for believing in me when I didn't. 2018 is going to be so magical. I've only just begun to scratch the surface and I'm ready to love big, work hard, and live life with abandon. 2018, let's do this. This is so interesting in hindsight because one, this feels very full circle. This felt like the first year probably ever in my life that I had that feeling where I didn't feel like I was in a dark place or I was struggling, although there were some shadows that I was not being fully forthcoming about, but I don't think that I had the health and the maturity and wherewithal to fully be able to notice what was going on with me then. I've talked about this a lot, but I, I think I had a lot of really happy and healthy goals. And I think that this can be a very common thing that you go into something with really pure intentions and then you get wrapped up in the ego of it. There was a lot that I was still not healing yet. And 2018 ended up being the year that I, I went to therapy because by the middle of this year, if I were to think about my my big lesson in 2018, it was summertime. So summer solstice right around that time that I finally reached out to therapy. So I think that that was my personal soul journey that year because all of these things that I wrote, I was genuinely feeling, but I was also, it, it's so hard for me because this is where I toe the line with manifestation where I was writing these things and almost drawing it out of myself, which I think can be amazing and can be great, but to, a fault at times when you're not being honest about the shadows in your closet, when you're not being honest about, like I, I was tracking my weight in my journal at this point, which to me I know is a sign now with the hindsight and maturity I have now that I'm not in a good place with me and my body and that I'm using hyper control to feel better. So I did feel a lot of these things and I feel very full circle now because I haven't gone into a new year feeling that way probably until maybe last year, more so this year, feeling like I'm actually fully in my power now. This felt like I was getting a taste of my power, but I still had to fall down the next two or three years to learn my lessons. And there's also a part of me too, like 2018 in general feels like a shadow of myself. I don't think that 2018 was necessarily the best version of me, but there is this very human part of my brain that holds on to the idea that, okay, I was 23, 24. So that, I was at my prime youth as a woman, which society tells me I should, that was when I was at my best, you know? And then two, 
that was at the top of my game for my career online as a YouTuber. And I used to really compare myself to that version of me. And the outside looking in, it seemed like I had it all. But on the inside, I was really crumbling. And I was thinking about this the other day. Would I rather have everything on the outside going perfect but be so hurt and broken on the inside? Or would I rather feel inner peace and have things on the outside not going exactly right? But I'm able to work with those things from a place of inner peace and I would much rather the latter. So I'm gonna stop there today. That's five years that we just traveled back in time to. Although I do have journals that go all the way back to like 2009, 2010. But I'm gonna call it there today because I already feel like I've been talking a lot and I already feel like I've exposed myself a lot. So do you have journals? What were you doing? What were you saying? What were you feeling this time over the new year, over the last few years? I would love to hear if you feel willing to share. And outside of that, I will see you guys all very soon for another coffee talk, but also feel free to jump on over to what was formerly the All Things Close Instagram. It has changed over to our Sunday spot. This channel is just going to be the Coffee Talk podcast channel, and there will be a lot more fun things that'll be coming out and just slowly unfolding as the year progresses this year, which is the way that just feels right and intuitive to me. So thank you guys so much for another amazing year of being able to be here and host this space, and I will talk to all of you guys in our next Coffee Talk podcast episode. Cheers. Cheers.